No pitch or message is going to get to the logic center of the other person's brain without passing through the survival filters of the crocodile brain system first. This is from the book Pitch Anything by Orrin Clough, and it's so vital that you understand how the brain processes new information, especially when being pitched multiple times a day like many VCs are and business owners are, and understanding the process in which not only you need to convey information, but the actual system and process that they input the information you are giving them into their brain and doing this without them even actually knowing it. Like even if you know the person and you're pitching them, go through the same system. And this system, as he lays out, is the crocodile brain, which is kind of our ancestral brain that basically does kind of the initial filtering of incoming messages and kind of the fight or flight responses, as well as the second step, and it's basically three steps, the first being that croc brain, kind of doing the initial filtering, and the second being the midbrain, which is a little bit more advanced and determines the actual meaning of things through our current you know, social climate and breaking it down in a social context. And then lastly, the third one is the neocortex. And this is the problem-solving side and actually thinking about complex issues to produce reasonable answers. And what's interesting and something that you can kind of take away right off the bat is think about it. When you're developing your pitch, what you need to understand is the person rec- person receiving any um, any stimulus, like any input in their brain, everybody's, when it comes down to it, is kind of a machine. Like you open your eyes, you're all, everything that you see, everything that you're taking in is going through your brain and you're processing it. So you have this processing system and when someone knows they're going to be pitched or they're receiving multiple pitches in a day, their brain even is more in this structure. So like the, the interesting way of seeing this is, and sorry, I'm kind of going off on a tangent. I said this would be quick. But if you have someone who is like they're getting 10 pitches in one day versus you get a chance to pitch someone of influence when they're not expecting it, it'll change things. But at the end of the day, it's the same process that we just talked about how first goes through the crocodile brain, then the midbrain, and then the neocortex. The crocodile brain is kind of at the center then it's the midbrain, and then the neocortex kind of wraps all of that around. And when you're developing your pitch and when you're thinking about these things, you have mass, You should have massive expertise and know what you're talking about. You're developing the pitch from your neocortex, which is really, really interesting. This is the highest level of our brain, and it's doing the work. It's putting these ideas into language how to present them, and being intuitive as far as how you're building the pitch. But what you have to remember is the person hearing the pitch isn't processing it through the neocortex. It's going first to the crocodile brain. So if you can't pass kind of the basic things that the crocodile brain puts out for you to pass, um, you're not even going to get to the neocortex. So it doesn't matter if what you have is very, very important if they actually thought about it. If it can't get past a crocodile brain, you're done. And this is something you really need to understand. And 
I'll read you a couple things on basically like some frameworks you can think of as far as how the crocodile brain filters. And just number one, if it's not dangerous, ignore it. Think about that. If it's not dangerous, ignore it. Well, is what you're presenting to them vital? Is it something that they, you know, they need? Like whether it's down the road and you're kind of extrapolating a potential fear, like are you solving a problem basically? That is you 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 need to position yourself in a problem-solving mode. So, so what's a problem are you solving? Kind of these basic fundamentals of developing your business, developing your pitch. And if the problem you're solving isn't dangerous, they ignore it. If it's not new and exciting, they ignore it. And they being the, the person's crocodile brain. If it's new, summarize it as quickly as possible and forget about the details. And lastly, there's a specific instruction the crocodile brain actually simulates in everyone's mind. Do not send anything up to the neocortex for the problem solving unless you have a situation that is really unexpected and out of the ordinary. So you have to break their pattern. Remember, people have something called consistency bias. So people are kind of on this subconscious point A to point B. And, you know, like most people have their day, they have a somewhat goal for their day. And the current situation they're in is point A and where they want, what they want to get out of the day or what they kind of had envisioned in their mind is point B. And they kind of have a straight line to that. Some people have kind of a wavy line, like they don't, they don't mind, you know, dilly dallying, talking to people, kind of being ADHD and their, their line point A to point B is, it has some, you know, bend in it, has some curves, but most people in VC positions, especially in like the situation where they're getting pitched multiple times a day, it's a pretty straight line and being able to present some sort of pattern interruption is the only way you will be able to get through this. And let me repeat it. The crocodile brain tells itself, do not send anything up to the neocortex for problem solving unless you have a situation that is really unexpected and out of the ordinary. Wow. So just to run through it again, if it's not dangerous, ignore it. If it's not new and exciting, ignore it. If it's new, summarize it as quickly as possible and forget about the details. And lastly, do not send anything up to the neocortex for problem solving unless you have a situation that is really unexpected and out of the ordinary. And these are the basic operating policies we were speaking about when brains are receiving new information. And this is so important to know. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, a decent amount of people think pitching is kind of natural and some people are great at it. But the, the real best people, and Orrin Clough talks about this, is you need to learn how to pitch effectively. Competition is so aggressive today and understanding kind of the framework and he goes into more detail on actual framing and his kind of strong acronym he uses when pitching as a framework on himself is before all this, you need to have the bird's eye view of the situation, which is an ever-changing world 
where there's more competition than ever. You should have a match lit under your ass to get going, develop the skills you need for pitching because you have to pitch anything. You have to pitch your kids on going to school. You have to pitch your wife on doing something you would like to do. You have to pitch your boss on getting a raise. You have to pitch yourself. That's a big one that people forget about. And everybody's brain at the end of the day goes back to this crocodile mind. This is something also known as, you know, the 500-year-old archaic mind, which is uh, basically our, our oldest kind of way of processing information, fight or flight, that was developed by our ancestors and passed down to us. And again, this is just going over that first chapter called The Method, and I'm just going to kind of skim through it and see what I really enjoyed. He says, there's a big idea. Basically, the fundamental disconnect between the way we pitch and anything and the way we receive by our audience. Let me repeat that. There is a fundamental disconnect between the way we pitch anything and the way it is received by our audience. This is like we talked about. When we were developing our pitch, we're using kind of the neocortex, very advanced thinking, but... When they are receiving it, it is going through the crocodile brain. And this is what he just said, fundamental disconnect between the way we pitch and the way it is received by our audience. As a result, at the crucial moment, when it is most important to be convincing, nine out of ten times we are not, our most important messages have a surprisingly low chance of getting through. And this is what the book is about. Remember, pitching is one of those business skills that depends heavily on the message you use and not how hard you try. You know, if you go into war with a, the, like a Nerf gun, it doesn't matter how hard you try, it doesn't matter how hard you trained. The actual method you are using is what will, is the tipping point. It's what will help you or hurt you. And... Orncloth goes on to give an actual really, really interesting anecdotal story about pitching to the master of the universe, which is a guy known as Jonathan, who's an investment banker, who's a really big high up, a big deal. And he talks about, uh, you know, he gets pitched five or six times a day, over 600 and 800 times a year. And when he goes in... Basically, what he talks about is once his pitch started, he made things difficult. Maybe it was for sport. Maybe he was having a bad day, but it was clear that he wanted to take and keep control of the whole presentation. Orncloth didn't realize at the start, so he began, as he always began, by framing. And he talks about frames later on, and these basically create context and relevance. And the person who owns the frame owns the conversation. He talks about this later in the book. He says, I explained exactly what I would and would not be talking about. And Jonathan, the venture capitalist guy, immediately started giving me a type of resistance called deframing, which is exactly like it sounds. And a lot of people do this when they're in position of power to kind of cope. You know, like people do this even when they're not in a position of power to kind of cope. So deframe. So 
when Orn Cloth pitched to him, we expect revenues to be $10 million next year. The venture capitalist cut him off and changed the frame with, who cares about your made-up revenue projections? Tell me what your expenses are going to be. A minute later, I was explaining, our secret sauce is such and such advanced technology. And he said, no, that's not a secret sauce. That's just ketchup. I knew not to react to these comments. I pressed on. We have a Fortune 50 company that is our largest customer. He interrupted, look, I'm done here in nine minutes, so can we get to the point? He was really making it difficult. You can imagine how hard it was to use all the right techniques of setting the frame, telling the story, revealing the intrigue, offering the prize, nailing the hook point, and getting to the deal. This is his acronym called STRONG. And he kind of goes on to talk about the presenter's problem, how he used this and kind of other tricks as far as like the intrigue ping when people start getting a little bored, hook point, and then actually got him in for 21 minutes and was able to hook him in. And at the very end, it was interesting because, and I'll go back into the book. So he, he continues on and says, at the end of 21 minutes, my pitch was complete. I knew Jonathan was in. He leaned forward and whispered, forget the deal for a moment. What the hell was that? Nobody pitches like that but me. I tried to show no emotion as I told him that in general, terms, terms is called neuroscience. Neurofinance, my apologies. An idea that combines neuroscience, how the brain works, with economics. I have taken it a step further and broken, down it, broken it down into five parts. The method we talked about above. Now, even though Jonathan has Mensa-level intelligence, Mensa, like the Mensa group and intellect, he doesn't have much interest in concepts like neuroscience. He, maybe like you, had always believed that the ability to pitch was a natural talent. But given that he had just, he had just seen me do in 21 minutes, it changed his mind. It was clearly my pitching was a learned skill, not naked, natural talent. Like oh man, I'm exhausted. Sorry, in the podcast, I'm really tired. It's uh, I I had a kind of a long day. Anyways, back to the book. It was a clear pitching was learned skill and not naked natural talent like his. And just to kind of wrap up the story, he actually went on the the Jonathan guy actually asked to uh, to hire him and. I just wanted to kind of wrap it around how he was able to use this you know, term he calls neurofinance, mixing what he, we know about neuroscience and using this in the pitch. So kind of the beginnings of this are just understanding that when you're pitching someone, you need to understand how they are processing the information through the brain. And remember the crocodile, the midbrain, and the neocortex. Crocodile is kind of this 500-year-old archaic mind that does fight or flight filters incoming messages, the midbrain puts it into context of social situations, and the neocortex is more advanced thinking, problem solving, and produces answers using reason. So I will continue on tomorrow talking about this book. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. And uh, I'm learning so much right along with you guys. And I never want to sound like I'm uh, lecturing you or anything like that. I hope that's very clear that I am learning with you. So if I make mistakes, good. I love making mistakes, trying to learn from them. 
and uh, we'll continue on tomorrow. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider dropping us a review and subscribing to the Modern Academy podcast. Keep staying strong. Keep on keeping on.